easy to fall into a negative headspace as a soccer player because of the amount of minutes you're playing or not playing. But for me, again, I always try to stay positive. I just feel so lucky to be able playing at this level and to get to play with some of the very best in the world. And so I just tell myself that whenever things get too tough or hard. That was Alyssa Melanson of OL Rain talking about staying positive and having gratitude. And I'm Julianne Dietz, and I want to welcome you to the She Dreams and Goals podcast, where soccer dreams come alive and goals are just the beginning. This podcast is all about empowering girls to use their passion for soccer as fuel for on-field success and a lifetime of wellness. In each episode, we'll talk to stars from the NWSL, health experts, and performance coaches to unlock their secrets to success and discover what it takes to be the healthiest soccer players and people we can be. In this episode, we're speaking with Alyssa Melanson. Alyssa made her NWSL debut this year with the OL Reign as an outside defender. Previously, she played professionally in Denmark for the 2022 season. Alyssa attended Auburn University and had an outstanding college career, being recognized as the SEC Defender of the Year and a second-team All-American. Alyssa grew up in Texas playing for Challenge Soccer Club and credits that experience with helping her fall in love with soccer. We had so much fun speaking with Alyssa, but you don't have to take my word for it. Elizabeth, what did you think? Alyssa had such a great personality, and she was so nice and sweet, I think she would be the best teammate. Alright, so whether you still pack a soccer bag full of shin guards and a ball, or the weekly carpool full of fierce young female soccer players, I hope you'll join us each week to explore how we can achieve our dreams both on and off the field. Elizabeth, kick us off. Welcome to the She Dreams and Goals podcast. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. We always like to ask at the start, where did it all begin for you with soccer? And can you tell us a bit about your journey in soccer? Yes. Um, I started playing soccer when I was about nine or ten. I played with the same club team growing up. It felt like another family for me. Uh, It made me fall in love with the game. And whenever I started ECNL, You start paying more attention to soccer and watching the sport. Uh, In my case, it was the U.S. Women's National Team. Mm. Uh, Houston is a big soccer city to me, so growing up around it, it really grew my love for it, too. Did you play any other sports when you were young, or were you strictly a soccer girl? Uh, Actually, I did gymnastics and soccer at the same time. And there's a point where you have to decide... Um, as a gymnast, whether to go full time and do nothing else. And I realized I didn't want to give soccer up. So I quit gymnastics and only did soccer. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I was I did gymnastics as well when I was little and soccer. <laughs> and yeah, it's one of those sports that you really have to commit to one of Elizabeth's good friends does it and it's what three hours every day or four hours every day? Five hours, uh, six days a week. Yeah. So we can understand, yeah, those are two sports that are really hard to do together. Yeah, it is, very. Um, Can you share with us some of the biggest joys um, you've had on your path with soccer (laughs) as you've gone through youth training into, you know, high school, ECNL, college, and now as a professional player? Yeah, um, I mean, starting club soccer, you really don't um, realize that you could potentially play in college. So Mm -hmm. um, going through that process and finding the right school for me, 
was awesome. I ended up committing, I think it was before my, or no, during my sophomore year of high school. So finding the right school for me was awesome. And you also have to realize not just for soccer, you have to find it for your academics as well. So um, choosing the right school for me was honestly one of the best decisions. I loved Auburn very much. That's so cool. So when you were a youth player, do you remember the first team that you played on? Did you guys, were you guys good? Did you grow into it? What was it like when you were a youth player? Um, I played with the same club team, Challenge Soccer. So um, my sister, actually, my older sister started out there. So it was kind of just like legacy to go play for the same club team. Um, I also have a twin sister and she ended up doing with me as well. Both of them ended up quitting and I was the one who kept going, but... (laughs) It was awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. That's awesome to have. We've interviewed uh, several players that play in the NWSL. A lot of uh, players talk about their siblings and what that experience was like playing with their siblings along the way. And, uh, you know, for some people, they they were totally different. And other players, like, they have the same type of sport, uh, love for the sport as their siblings did. Yeah, yeah. My sister definitely didn't want to keep doing it after um, high school, but my mom kind of forced her to do it. But yeah, we both loved it. So, so we actually have a fun question from a challenge soccer club player just for oh, you. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So Riley Reed from Challenge 2012 wanted to know what is the hardest thing that you've accomplished and learned playing soccer. Um, the hardest thing I would say is that you're going to make mistakes, but the obstacle is you have to overcome it and just learn from it and grow from it. And if you keep doubting your abilities and yourself, you're not going to be the best. So you have to tell yourself you have what it takes to succeed, I would say. Okay. Was that something that was always easy for you or did you learn that along the way? I would say it was pretty easy for me. I'm a pretty positive person. You can ask any of my teammates here. Mm -hmm. I'm always positive, but, um, Yeah, I don't know what I would say if um, you just kind of have to be positive about the game and everything. Cool. Did you have any obstacles along the way that were challenging for you? Um, Definitely. When I was younger, my father passed, so that was very hard. Um, I was very young, and soccer to me was my escape. And Mm -hmm. also my mother was super amazing holding us all together, so that helped. It sounds like it was a really um, important community for you. And anytime we go through hard things in lives, our family and our community are the most important things to keep us resilient and keep us, you know, happy and pulling through when things are really challenging. Yes, definitely. Are there any specific, you know, where this podcast is for young players who are aspiring, you know, they have big soccer dreams. And I was wondering if you had any specific training techniques or routines, even if it's soccer related or just like uh, mental resilience that you work on to help you achieve what you have so far in your career. Yeah, I do have one. I have this like motto that I always tell myself, just have fun. I don't really know when it started. I think it was in high school, but I definitely brought it with me through my collegiate career and also now as a professional. Um, but that's definitely helped me through some hard times, hard losses and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you have you done anything along the way that just like sparks so much joy in you? Like, are there any games that you play in soccer or things that you love to do with your teammates that, you know, bring that fun and youthfulness uh, back to your game now that you're playing at a higher level? Yeah, um, actually, one of my teammates here, we always do this game before we start training. 
I think another teammate introduced us to it and now we just do it every day but it's like a juggling game and we have to do it before every training now <laughs> that's great what is it does it have a name or is it just something that you guys made up uh something we made up but we call it double double <laughs> I like it. what role does mental toughness play in your performance on the field and how do you work on building your mental resilience uh i would say it's easy to fall into a negative headspace as a soccer player because of the amount of minutes you're playing or not playing. But for me, again, I always try to stay positive. I just feel so lucky to be able to play at this level and to get to play with some of the very best in the world. And so I just tell myself that whenever things get too tough or hard. Yeah, and I think it's it's really challenging, right? The Every step that you make and um, every accomplishment that you have in soccer, right, brings you to a higher level. And then there's a new challenge of having to grow and build yourself up, you know, when you were playing uh, club soccer and high school soccer and then going to the college level, right, starting yeah. over with that confidence. And then going from college, I know a lot of the players that we've interviewed have said, like, there's a big, even though you're, you're playing at an elite level in college, like going to the professional league, there's such an, a big jump again, players who have been playing for a really long time. And so it's really important to kind of be able to stay positive and focus on the mental side of the game. Have you always played the same position? Actually, no. When I first um, got to college, I was a left forward. And then um, I think I was starting SEC season and they switched me mid mid-game to left back and then ever since my freshman year I've been playing there. Um, do you like both positions? Do you have a favorite? I do like both positions. I've come to like left back obviously more because it's been my set position for a while but I definitely would like to go left forward at some point. That would be fun. Yeah it's it's cool kind of to switch positions because you you have a different perspective when you play a new position, but you have the past experience. So like, you know what a forward wants to do, right? Yes, exactly. As a defender, it is. Like you have that mindset. So that helps a lot, I think. Yeah, definitely was a weird switch going into like a forward mindset to a defensive one. But yeah, it's definitely gotten better, I would say. <laughs> Take some time, right? It does, definitely. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead. How do you maintain overall wellness beyond physical fitness? Um, I would say um, obviously it is good to stay fit during season, but definitely our season is very, very long. So thankfully mm -hmm. we do get some time off throughout it. So I definitely make sure to just take a step back from workouts, soccer, et cetera, and either go back home to see my family when I can or just hang out with my teammates off the pitch. Do you have you had any injuries that you've struggled with along the way? Oh yes, last year um, I actually had my first one. I didn't have any through throughout college, but it was pretty early on in preseason. So obviously I was a rookie last year, so that definitely hit pretty hard. But the staff helped me so much and helped me come back stronger. And when I finally came back to training and getting back to the use of, of the speed of play, I went overseas for a few months on loan, which was an incredible experience. I was able to gain like so much confidence back. That's really cool. So what was it like living abroad and playing abroad? Very, very different. But thankfully, I was in Denmark and most of the people there speak English. So that helped a lot. Yeah, that definitely helps. We've talked a lot about how we we lived overseas for seven years in Switzerland before mm -hmm. coming back to the to the U.S. 
And the things that we loved about being abroad is just like the different culture around um, soccer and pickup soccer and just playing soccer, you know, casually. And just curious, like what, what was it like with the different culture overseas? Yeah, definitely. It was very different, but similar. I would say in America, obviously, there's so many different sports that everyone loves. But in Denmark, soccer was like the main one. So that was definitely a switch. Um, the fans for the men's game was insane. There were mm-hmm. so many people. And even for the women's, like so many people come out. So it definitely was crazy how different that was. But it was awesome. That's cr- that's really cool. So we've been to Copenhagen. Do you remember it at all, Elizabeth? How old was I? Probably like six or seven. We went to, there's like a really good amusement park in the middle of the city, right? Have you been? Yeah, Tivoli. Yes, Uh yes, that's it. Yep. I've heard this before, but I'm just You don't remember it. I'll have to show her some pictures, but. Yeah, that was a really good trip. And the food was so good in Copenhagen. We really enjoyed it. Such a cool. Copenhagen's awesome. Yeah, such a cool culture up there. Yeah, it was awesome. I lived a little bit outside of it in Farum. So I had to take the train every day to go into the city, but Copenhagen's awesome. And the train systems are so much fun. Oh, so much fun. And it's crazy how not a lot of people have cars. You have to either see people biking or taking the train. Oh, I remember when we first moved to Switzerland, we didn't have cars, and you would just ride me and Matthew in the little vacuum, your bike to the food store. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a car for two years when we first moved, and I would pull them in a little bike uh, trailer. So until they got so big <laughs> that I couldn't get up the hills anymore <laughs> with them. That's so, so cute. They got their own bikes, and I got a, eventually got a car, too, so we could make it to soccer practices and things. Right. But, yeah, the train system was really cool. Do you have it? We've talked a lot about nutrition um, for injury prevention and nutrition for performance. Are there any favorite pregame meals that you have? Um, Definitely. I think I'm just used to eating pasta before mm-hmm. every – game day like the it's night before classic. yeah I think every I think all soccer players have gr- had to grow to love that yeah but yeah definitely you have to carve up so definitely pasta for me is a huge one okay cool you okay. ready for your question okay. yes who was your role model when you were a kid and how did they impact your soccer career I would say the girl role model was Mia Hamm I think everyone loved her Mm -hmm. but for the men's was Marcelo I first met him when I was actually on a trip to New York with um the East Nail used to do these Nike camps back in the day I don't know if they still do them but we were able to fly out to New York and I got to see the Real Madrid play Bayern Munich and that's like when I like truly was a avid fan of of him wow that's really cool did you did you um watch a lot of soccer when you were younger not really, only when I would go out for Houston Dynamo games. And I okay. also saw they just won, so that's awesome, H-Town. <laughs> but, yep. um, but yeah, just the Houston Dynamos, mostly. What do you, as you think about this year, do you have any goals for the rest of the season? Um, I definitely want us to make the playoffs, so we only have a couple games left. So hopefully we can reach that point and make it to playoffs. Well, you guys have been, you know, we've been really enjoying. We actually uh, watched the OL ring. We are, we live in Louisville, so we're racing fans. Okay. But um, <laughs> we we have an old connection with OL Rain, Nikki Stanton. Um, oh my gosh, Nikki. She's Elizabeth- actually my neighbor. Oh, really? She was Elizabeth's yeah. babysitter. 
stop. Yeah. So I we lived in Fairfield, Connecticut, where Nikki played Wait, does, for university because oh. I went to Fairfield University and then I stayed there. And she would actually help us um, when she was – I think she was a fifth year. She would come over and watch Elizabeth and Elizabeth's brother a little bit before she, before she went and played for – I think her first team was Sky Blue. Yeah, yeah we yeah. have – we have a uh, a video of me and Matthew congratulating her when we were younger when she got onto her professional team. Yeah, we're her first professional team. So you guys are our like our other team that we like to watch. So oh, awesome! Yeah, I'm so glad. we always try to we can ca- turn you into. Oh, yeah, put right it to the fan. first. Yeah, first yes. fan. Uh, it's a little harder with the time difference sometimes, oh, like yeah. depending on the game times. But yeah, we we definitely try to tune in anytime we can. So our last question that we have is: um, Do you have any final words of wisdom or encouragement for young female soccer players who are listening, or any advice that you would give yourself when you were a player? Um, I would just say always be positive and believe in yourself. I mean, I know it gets hard sometimes, but just believing in yourself um, really helps you to succeed. Okay, that is so good. Do you have any mantras or anything that you say to yourself while you're playing or you just like smile and have fun? Smile and have fun. That's my motto. Okay, we love that. Thank you so much for your time. And we are so excited for your career. And we will definitely be watching you and cheering you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember, if you like what you heard, please follow us, which you can do by visiting shedreamsandgoals.com. Follow us on Instagram at shedreamsandgoals. And most importantly, share our podcast with family, friends, and teammates. And until next time, keep playing and keep dreaming. This podcast was prepared by duly authorized members of She Dreams and Goals, LLC. She Dreams and Goals LLC does not accept liability for any opinions or information of any kind expressed by its guests and hereby makes clear that those opinions do not represent the opinions and or recommendations of She Dreams and Goals LLC or its members. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any form of professional advice. Listeners of this podcast should conduct their own extensive research before making any decisions in connection with topics discussed in this podcast. She Dreams and Goals LLC is committed to providing content that is safe and appropriate for all ages. However, legal guardians are ultimately responsible for supervising access by any minor under their care to content produced by She Dreams and Goals LLC. She Dreams and Goals LLC does not make any warranty or representation as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. To the fullest extent permitted by law, She Dreams and Goals LLC shall not incur any liability in connection with this podcast. This podcast may not be copied, published, reproduced, or redistributed in whole or part without the written permission of a duly authorized member of She Dreams and Goals LLC. For further information, please visit www.shedreamsandgoals.com.